criminals captured. Jedi Master Plo Koon and Padawan Ahsoka Tano successfully thwarted an attempt on Mace Windu's life, killing bounty hunter Aura Singh in the process. Since that time, young Ahsoka has grown strong in the ways of the Force. Now, after several harrowing adventures alongside her master, the two Jedi have returned to the temple on Coruscant to receive their next mission. Bucketheads, Mayvar Tigar, welcome to the 109th Precarious Force Premonition Promoting Episode of MandoVision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out our very fun, our very independent, our very small Star Wars podcast. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is, of course, via social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share the show with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. How are we doing, Bucketheads? We are just rolling along. It is the Monday of Thanksgiving here in the States, so that means things are getting crazy at the supermarket. Don't go to the supermarket. I hope you got your supplies, your provisions. I hope you're set now, because the lines, the parking, the joy of the season is upon us, and uh, we must brace for impact. If you do go out, I recommend highly keeping your buckets on at all times because it's just safer that way. You never know. You might get hit in the head with a, with a jar of cranberry sauce. It's not going to be pleasant. I, I don't recommend it very often at all. I don't recommend it at all. I don't know why I said very often. Anyways, we are here. We are excited. We are back once again for another exciting Star Wars The Clone Wars Rewatch Mondays. And uh, we got a doozy for you today. I'm really, really, really excited to talk about this one. A delightful episode, if I do say so myself. Uh, before we get into that, though, there was some news that broke the other day. Uh, you may have caught it, actually, on Thursday or Friday. But it, 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 it appears that Dark Horse Comics is reacquiring a Star Wars license and at some point in 2022 will begin publishing new Star Wars comics. Now, that's exciting. I'm, I'm a big fan of Dark Horse and, and what they did to keep the, the Star Wars flame lit for so many years while while uh, there was no new films or TV shows or anything like that to keep us busy, keep us happy. D- you know, Dark Horse carried the mantle for a long, long time, and I'll be eternally grateful to, for, to them for doing so. Uh, but, you, you know, they lost the license when, when Disney acquired uh, Star Wars and when Disney acquired Marvel, and they just brought everything in-house. And 
Now, this is a, that's not to say Marvel is not publishing Star Wars comics. That no, no, no. That's all still staying in there. Uh, the 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 main sort of more uh, teen to adult oriented comics like Star Wars, like Darth Vader, like Doctor Aphra, like the Bounty Hunters comic, those are staying at Marvel. That stays put. Uh, but what we're, what we're talking about is an all ages license. Uh, so Dark Horse will be doing an all ages book now. We don't have a lot of clarity on if that means that local San Diego-based publisher, IDW, will be losing the book or not, or if, if they're going to somehow uh, juggle sharing the, the license uh, for All Age Comics. I'm not, I'm not sure on that. There's not a lot of clarity on that at the moment. We are waiting for a little bit more information, and maybe by the next time we record, we'll have some clarity on that, and I'll pass it along to you. So as, as excited as I am for Dark Horse to, to, to have the license once again, and to begin publishing Star Wars comics next year. Uh, I, I will be equally sad that IDW loses the license, uh, because they've done some really great stuff, especially in the all-ages realm for Star Wars. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of the Vader's Castle comics uh, and the Star Wars adventure books that Kevin Scott's been doing with Jackson, bringing Jackson back into the fold. Uh, so much of that stuff has, has been really, really wonderful and really, really nice, and, and um, a good change of pace if you will. And, and so I'll be sad if they lose that license. Um, I, I hope there's something mutually beneficial for both publishers. And, and obviously with IDW, I'm, I'm, I'm partial. I'm, I'm a little biased because they're right here in my hometown. Uh, so I'd love to see them keep doing Star Wars stuff. It'd be a lot of fun for me. But again, hopefully it's a mutually beneficial situation and uh, everyone will uh, keep making Star Wars because as we, as we say on the podcast, more Star Wars isn't a bad thing. So... <laughs> There you go. But let's talk about this week's episode of the show, or today's episode of the show, because, you know, we do two shows a week. Uh, we are here for Season 3, Episode 7, Assassin. Original air date was October 22nd, 2010. Our plot for this week's show, Ahsoka receives visions about Aura Singh attempting to assassinate Padme Amidala and decides to accompany the senator on a peace mission to Alderaan. Alderaan's fun. We like going to Alderaan, don't we? At least, you know pre a new hope uh this week's director is kyle dunleavy and the the the, the episode's written solely by katie lucas this week uh, our cast once again the amazing ashley Eckstein as ahsoka tano Catherine tabor is padme amadala matt lanter zanakin skywalker james mathis the third as captain typho the medical droid or captain typho and the medical droid tom kane is our narrator and yoda phil lamar is bail organa and senate guard number two Corey burton is zero the hut Slash Senate Guard number one. Jamie King returns as Aura Singh. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi and Plo Koon. And Terrence T.C. Carson very briefly appears as Mace Windu. That is our cast this week. Our Jedi fortune cookie. The future has many paths. Choose wisely. That's like, that's like a Temple of Doom. Or, jeez, Temple of Doom. That's like Last Crusade stuff right there. We're looking look at the Holy Grail and you gotta choose. Choose wisely. But, again, that also plays into our... Our, our, our theme for this episode, talking about the premonitions, Ahsoka's premonitions of the future, her interpreting force visions, and how to, how best to address those, how to deal with those, how to process those, how to interpret those. So yes, making the right choice, and we see a little bit all, of all of it in this episode. So it's, it's a really fun episode. I like the notion of, of Jedi's with premonition and, and getting into uh, sort of trying to understand those visions, interpret those visions, because... One of the one of the fun elements of prophecy in in other mediums of fiction, aside from Star Wars, is sort of the misinterpretation of of of, of prophecy, 
and and so it's always a it's always a, a, a fun a fun storytelling uh, theme when done well, and I think they do a really solid job in this episode. So I'm, I am definitely excited to talk about it. The the um, yeah I, I don't know premonition. Oh I, excuse me, I lost my train of thought for for a half second there. I was gonna say uh, I'm I'm actually reading Kevin Scott's uh, Dooku Lost Jedi novelization. Uh, the you can get it as an audio drama on Audible. And um, I'm listening to it as I'm reading it, so I'm, I'm kind of doing both things depending on where I'm at and what, what's going on uh, in my life at the time. I've been invo- enjoying both, actually. The book's really nice, uh, but the, the full cast in the audio is, is on, the, on the Audible version is fantastic as well and uh, really lends a lot to the story. And if you know that story, uh, we, we focus on a very young Count Dooku from his time as an initiate up to being a Padawan, up to being a master. Uh, and his his friend, he, the the uh, a, a initiate he grows up with at the temple, is Jedi Master. Well, I'm, he becomes a master eventually, but is is the Jedi known as Sifo-Dyas, the di- the Jedi who orders the creation of the clone army when Obi Wan goes to Kamino to investigate in Episode Two, Attack of the Clones, and 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 one of Sifo Dyas's uh, struggles as a Jedi is he is sort of cursed with the ability. A forced premonition, and his sort of struggles with that. And um, again, I'm about I'm a little over halfway through the book, and and uh, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's a really it's a really strong driving force for Sifo-Dyas, and and I think we all kind of know where it's going to head to, uh, with him seeing the Clone Wars, and and him seeing the the Republic in in a dark place, and 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 taking it upon himself, or perhaps with Dooku's urging to create the Clone Army. I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Again, I remind everyone, please don't give me too hard of a time about that. I am catching up on on new canon novels uh, novelizations now. Basically, um, um, I am a little behind, but I'm I'm getting there. So yeah, but it it it, it did sort of turn into be a sort of funny duality with the with the way the two themes came up with this episode of the show as I'm reading that novelization. So interesting timing. All right, let's get into the episode proper. Let's go ahead and talk about. Season 3, Episode 7, Assassin. I can't wait. I'm excited. But you know what you gotta do first. It's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Hmm. Dreams, you say? Yes, dreams. Uh, Or visions. I don't know. But they're so real. Premonitions. Telling you something. They are. I know I reported otherwise. But I believe that Aura Singh isn't dead. She's still alive, and she's preparing to kill someone close to me. So, you begin to see the true power of the Force. Visions they are. Underestimate them. You must not. Meditate. To see clearly, more experience you need. So as you'll note, we are picking up sort of where we left off um, back at the Boba Fett series with Orising attempting to escape from trying, you know, the whole botched plot to murder Mace Windu. Heading to Hondo's hideout. We're going back into season two stuff, and and sort of like where we think Orasing is 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 dead after after Ahsoka has disabled uh, one of the one of the uh, stabilizers on the ship that is formerly known as Slave One. We don't know what it's currently called because they seem to be not wanting to address that at this particular point in time. But we'll just we're mature. We know what 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 that ship is called for, uh, you know, and and. You know, political correctness has a place, but for 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 simplicity's sake, we will just call it Slave One, 
Uh, Ahsoka has disabled it. Orison crashes off into the distance, we find out. And we, as we already knew, not the end of Varasing. So now Ahsoka is having dreams and, and forced premonitions about Orising, uh, attempting to murder someone that she is close to, so she consults with Master Yoda, the wisest of them all, for guidance. And it's a good chat. There's a lot of good chats in this episode. Uh, before that scene, though, we do get to see a Jedi Council with Plo Koon, Yoda, Obi-Wan, and Mace Windu on it, which is exciting. Uh, you know, it's I, I feel like they never made a big deal about Obi-Wan's promotion to the Jedi Council, whether, you know, in Clone Wars or in uh, uh, the, the films at all. He just, you know, in Episode 3, he's just kind of there. And I was like, oh, I feel like that should have been like a cooler moment for Obi-Wan. But, you know, maybe the Jedi just downplay it. Um, and, hey, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> uh, so Anakin's going to go on a mission, and Ahsoka's to remain behind after the the situation with with Hondo and Orising and Boba Fett, and and this is what this is what leads to the the premonitions. She's supposed to stay on Coruscant, focus on her studies, but she's being haunted, pursued by these nightmares. We see a scene in the in the Jedi archives. She's attempting to uh, further her studies, and is is troubled by another vision, and is a more detailed vision. And this is when Ahsoka gets the realization that Padme is indeed the target. Uh, we find out that Padme is getting ready to go to a conference on Alderaan uh, dealing with uh, war refugees, which is uh, a, a real topic that I sometimes, one of those real things that I wish they would talk a little bit more about uh, on certain episodes of the show because sometimes it's, you know, as much fun as the action is to follow and the, as much fun as it is to, to stay focused on the Jedi Sith and, and the, the big overarching things. You know, I, I, I've said it before on the show, I like it when Star Wars gets down into the muck and we spend time with like the real characters, the real people that are sort of being affected by the Star Wars. And, and, and the Clone Wars, the mass displacement of, of, of people, of beings, from their, their planets, from their societies, from their civilizations, uh, it's got to be epic in scope. And... and uh, I like it when you kind of get into some of those those nitty gritty details in in Star Wars. Uh, we get another vision. Uh, again, each time Ahsoka gets a vision, you you'll notice uh, more and more details, more and more clarity on everything. And I think as the audience member, we we begin to wonder, you know, because we're starting to see things. How much is is Ahsoka able to interpret? How much is she able to uh, process in a way that she's going to be able to act on to to make sure these things do not come to pass. Or will her actions be what brings about the visions that she sees? And that's always the risk with with interpretation, interpreting and acting on a, a premonition, at least in as a theme in overarching popular fiction. Let's go ahead and check in on another clip, because there's a couple good clips in this episode, and I want to go ahead and play them for you. So check this one out right now. I am sure now that it is Senator Amidala who is in danger. Senator Amidala, you say? Yes, Master. I've seen it in my visions. Choose, you must, how to respond to your visions. But remember, always in motion is the future, and many possible futures there are. Yes, Master. So even despite warning Padme of her visions, and it, Padme believes her, Padme trusts in Ahsoka, uh, but ah Ahsoka's unsure what to do, how to act, how to, how to follow up on these things. Uh, after this next vision and, and, and talking to Yoda once again, uh, Ahsoka decides that it's time to be more direct, and she's going to escort Padme Amidala to this conference on Alderaan as a sort of extra layer of protection from these, this uh, perceived assassination attempt at the hands of Aura Singh. 
And so that's what we get. And we get to, we get to spend a little time with the two characters, Ahsoka and Padme. Um, I think have some really nice bonding moments in the in this episode, particularly on the on the transit from Coruscant to Alderaan. There's some nice uh, conversation there. We see them playing Dejeric together. Always nice to see the characters playing Dejeric. Uh, in, in, in case it's not clicking, that is the the circular sort of chess looking game that Chewbacca and R2D2 play in A New Hope. And, um, Dejeric. That's that's what that's called. In case anyone is unfamiliar. Um, yeah, so, so so really solid moments with the characters. They're sort of bonding, connecting with each other. Uh, Ahsoka shows a lack of confidence, a lack of belief in herself. With with uh, and she as she struggles to interpret these visions and how to act on them. Uh, and Padme is there to sort of uh, boost her up and 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 remind her that like, well, listen, I believe in you. I believe that you know what you're doing. I believe that you will act accordingly when the time is right. And it, it sort of is a nice buoy for for Ahsoka's character. Uh, as as she sort of is in this precarious position, uh, and again, especially because she's away from her master, that's another element to this episode that makes it so uh, interesting, because she's not there to have. Okay, as she put it in the episode, she's not there to have Anakin's back in the in the field of battle, but vice versa is a, is applicable here too. Uh, Anakin's not there to have her back, so that you know the sounding board relationship that they have with one another is not in play in this episode. So Ahsoka having that with Padme is very interesting, very unique, and I like that sort of dynamic between the two, between these two strong female characters in this episode. I think it's really nice. I think it plays well, and 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 lends a lot to this relationship. That you know, it's it's so. Uh, I, I, I'm going to trail off here a little bit. <laughs> I I wanted to point out. I think I've talked about it before, but it's so interesting how neatly the Clone Wars fits in between episodes two and three of the films. Uh, because, again, and again, maybe some people brush up against it, maybe it rubs some people the wrong way. When you watch episodes two and three cinematically, and then you go back and try to watch this, and you're like, well, I don't understand. Why don't they even talk about Ahsoka Tano in episode three? And, you know, and obviously those of us who, you know, pay attention to, to the dates on things, was, was yeah, they didn't have that plan in place at the time. So there was no reference to her. But also at the same time, the third film... It, it, I mean, it's like nonstop action. Like, there's so much that goes on in that film. And there's so many Jedi doing so many different things. They established very early on in the show that the characters are all over the place at different points in the timeline and in, in, in relation to each other. So it, it makes it – makes, it's perfectly – to me, looking back at it now, it makes perfect, a perfect amount of sense that Ahsoka could still be off-world handling the Mandalorian situation and, and the Darth Maul situation. And Cor and Anakin has to rush back to Coruscant to save Chancellor Palpatine. It all makes sense, and then it all makes sense because again, that film moves so quickly that when Order sixty six is given and Ahsoka's on the ship, it again, it all just makes sense. It does, and I know some people again, well, and I think it's mostly old people like me, who sort of have like that weird sticking point about it. But uh, they're 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 uh, I the the Clone Wars does a really nice job of of seamlessly weaving its way between the raindrops of continuity. And I, 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 this is one of those things I wanted to applaud it for. And you, you, again, you, you, I picked that up in this episode in particular because I liked seeing this developing relationship between Padme and Ahsoka. You know, these characters have had interaction before, uh, but this is an episode where they have quiet moments together. It's not about being in action or in the war zone. So I really dug that. I really enjoyed it. And and now we'll get back into the episode proper. Okay, ah Ahsoka again at night on the ship. They're not at Alderaan yet. They're still in, tra in transit. 
Ahsoka has another vision. She interprets it incorrectly. We see it, the, her her spring to action to defend Padme when there is no danger. Uh, you know, jumping into her room, alerting the guards, and there's no one there. There's no one there. Yeah, but but she thought the danger was there because in her in her vision, Or Singh was there in her face, telling her that the you know the game is afoot. Okay, not quite, but <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, she's it has begun, and and uh, so Ahsoka springs into action, thinking that that's the moment that it's happening now not interpreting the vision correctly. So I think that's one of the important parts of the story, too, is, you know, Ahsoka gets a lot of information. She has a lot of visions in this episode, and each one provides a little bit more clarity, a little bit more information. But I like that early on, uh, she's making bad decisions. She's not sort of letting the vision play out and then seeing how to uh, adapt to it and prevent it. She's just trying to prevent it. She's trying to go from A to Z. Uh, she's not following along letting it play out to the point where she can intercede. She's just simply trying to stop it, period. And and the, the, the Force Visions are not that specific, you know? It's not telling you... They're not giving you enough of the juicy details to, to completely prevent something from happening, but they're, they're, it's giving you enough information that if you can interpret it correctly, you can stop the thing that it's warning you about. Not as clean-cut as, as you know you might want to, but it's giving you just enough to get there just in time, as works well for a, uh, a fictionalized television series that relies on drama and tension. All right. <laughs> Let's play another clip. What is it? I'm confused. My visions are telling me one thing, but reality is telling me another. I don't know which to believe anymore. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe no one's out to kill you. So as Ahsoka begins to doubt herself more and more, that is when... Everything begins as the conference begins, as Padme makes her way to the dais to address the, the, the gathering of, of senators and bureaucrats and important do-good leaders of, of the galaxy. Uh, or we, we see Aura Singh making her move, making her way to the chamber to uh, begin her plan to assassinate Padme Amidala at this conference here on Alderaan. This sort of... Um, this is, this is when Ahsoka begins to, to interpret things a little bit more uh, astutely. And she's able to feel the premonition, feel the danger, locate it, and track down Aura Singh just as she's about to fire the shot that would kill Padme. Uh, she's able to yank the blaster just in time so that it's a small flesh wound to Padme's arm. Uh, but Aura runs, and Ahsoka's unable to track her down and pin her down and, and capture her. Uh, but she has present, prevented the assassination, but Aura is still on the run, and she, they know there'll be another attempt. Uh, this is when there's sort of a, um, I don't know, half-baked plan <laughs> from Ahsoka so that, that, that Padme can, can be kept in safety, not being exposed at the conference. They're going to use like a robotic decoy that, that Padme will, will use a, um, a transponder, a, 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 a transmitter to, to talk through. From the safety of her chambers, through this this droid that is going to have like a cloak, and everyone's going to think it's her, and it's supposed to smoke out Ahsoka. Um, excuse me, it's supposed to smoke out Aura Singh, so they can capture her. Now we all know Aura Singh's smarter than that. We all know that Aura Singh's not going to fall for such a foolish, okay, not foolish, but again, it's 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 a trap, and and Aura Singh is very good at ferreting these things out, and um. That's exactly what she does here, because she lets the Jedi, she lets the, the Alderaan security forces, Bail Organa and everybody, uh, do their little ruse. 
but again, Ahsoka attuning herself, quieting her mind, as Master Tara Sanube taught her in those episodes long ago, uh, again, focuses on the danger, focuses on the room, the situation, the and through the Force, determines that Aura is not there, and that the danger is back at Padme's chambers. And again, Ahsoka arrives just in time, and we get a really cool little standoff, a cool little back and forth between the two characters, and I want to play that for you right now. You! I remember you, Jedi brat! Stand down, assassin! You left me for dead! Luckily, Hondo pulled me out of the wreckage. Surprised you're back to work so soon! Well, a girl's gotta make a living. Alright, here's a quick little pause, and then let's get to the second half of the clip. Why are you doing this? Killing me will not stop the relief effort. <laughs> Honey, this isn't about your cause. This is about revenge. My employer wants to get even with you. Simple as that. Who hired you? Enough talk. Time to see what you're made of, kid. Alright, then we get some good action as Aura unleashes a a volley of blaster fire that Ahsoka is able to deflect most of away from them. She does get nicked, and as she falls to the ground, because just a moment or two earlier, we saw that Padme pulled a blaster of her own, and she's able to, to get the drop on Aura Singh and stun her to the ground. And thus, she's detained by Alderaan security, or perhaps it might be sen senatorial security now that I think about it with the blue armor. And they will go back to Coruscant with Aura Singh in custody. We now get to the next part of the episode, again, setting the stage for what's coming in next week's episode, which sets the stage for what happened at the end of season one. Are you with me so far? <laughs> again, the, 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 the non-chronological order in which the episodes uh, are, are, are um, played makes this all very, very interesting, very, very exciting. So get ready for these next couple of episodes as, as we go. We jump across the timeline, and we find out that the imprisoned Zero the Hut has put this bounty out on Padme Amidala. And, uh, you know, remember, at the end of Season 1, Zero broke out of jail and with the help of Cad Bane. That might have some, some, big, uh, some big episode next week. Might show how that came to be, how Cad Bane knew so much about the Senate layout, the, the halls of the, of the Senate chambers, and how to infiltrate it. We get to, that, we get to see that next week. And then the week after that, well... Yes, the week after that, I believe, is when we get the hunt for Zero the Hut, and we'll we'll get to hang out with with Quinlan Voss and Obi Wan Kenobi. So we're 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 dancing around the timeline a bit here, uh, but it's exciting, it's fun, and you know, it's easy to dis dismiss the show as a cartoon, as a kid show. We've talked about that before. It's a mistake because this show requires you to pay attention uh, because of the non chronological order, because we jump around from events from here to there. Um, it's it's very vital that we, we, we pay attention to the show. And that is something that um, it wasn't until I started watching the show that I, I, I paid more attention to. You know, the first time around, when you're watching it on network television, you know, you watch it every week for, you know, whatever, however many weeks they play it. And then there's usually a little break and then it comes back for the back half after the holidays or whatever. Uh, and then you get a big gap between the seasons. And I can't speak for everyone out there, but I would forget some of these details, but before season two would start or before season three would start, I would forget some of the, some of the smaller, minute uh, timeline details. Uh, you know, you remember the big arcs, you remember the big character moments, um, but but some of those those smaller details would would be lost to the ether. 
and and this rewatch has been so uh, exciting and and um, educational because of that non chronological storytelling that they're, that they're employing in these early seasons. Uh, this episode, I believe, it also marks the end of Ahsoka in her sort of like um, like tween costume, if you will. Uh, the next time we catch up with Ahsoka, she'll be in her new outfit. She'll be uh, a bit bigger, longer montrals, uh, and and you know more of a um, young adult, if you will. Uh, so I believe this episode marks the end of that period for Ahsoka. Uh, so yeah, we get zero. Uh, we we zero basically confesses when Ahsoka and and Anakin confront him at the prison cells on Coruscant, and again that's sort of again we're sort of setting the stage up for everything here, and. Um, that's basically the episode. You know, Ahsoka is able to accurately deter, accurately, accurately able to interpret and use the Force visions to prevent the assassination of Padme Amidala. They are able to capture and detain or sing, return her to custody on Coruscant, and expose the conspiracy that Zero the Hut is is uh, trying to assassinate a, 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 a senator of the new Repu- of, of ooh, oh boy, a senator of the Republic. <laughs> so. A lot going on in the, in the last like couple of minutes of this episode, as as we get the, like the much bigger picture of what's going on here. So so really really exciting. I like this episode a lot. This is to me this is eight buckets, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Big fan of this one. I loved it. I hope you did too. So fun to go back to this one. Next week's episode is a bit of a oh you know what? Before I get back on the next week's episode, my one story kink in this episode. You know, you're on Alderaan, a, a peaceful world of the Republic, a, a very civilized world, and and you know, you, again, you're at a, a palace. I understand that it's it's large, um, but you have security forces. You have the senatorial, uh, uh, you know, guardian guards, guardians, whatever you want to call them. You, I really don't understand where's or where's Orising hiding. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Like, is this is this place so vast and cavernous that Orising is just able to hide and and not be detected ever. That's my one storytelling quirk with this episode. I I, I did have to put that out there. Um, but other than that, like it, it, other than that one little question I have about like, well, where's Aura hiding and why can no one find her? Uh, I I really do dig, dig this episode. Like I said, eight buckets, Psh, easy. Next week we get into some droid adventures, uh, for better or for worse, and we'll talk about that. As well, there's some good things in that episode, some interesting things, some interesting choices in that episode. Uh, but again, it it serves the sort of like a larger purpose in setting up Cad Bane and his plan for when he goes to take the hostages at the Senate to ultimately free Zero the Hut from prison. So we will be back to talk about that next show, which I think will be out Friday, the Friday after American Thanksgiving. So if you're if you're if you celebrate American Thanksgiving, I hope you have a great one. I hope you have a, good, a wonderful time with friends, family, loved ones, and, and everybody. Uh, and if, if you don't celebrate Thanksgiving, I, I still hope you have a great day. I hope you're doing well. I hope everything is awesome. And uh, maybe you get the day off of work anyways, and you can just hang out and watch Star Wars. That would be a lot of fun too. And for everybody else in other countries that, again, happy Thursday. I hope you had a great Thursday. hope it went, went well for you and you had a super fun time. We'll be back on Friday to do the next episode of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. It's awesome. It's so much fun. Let me give you another reminder about this awesome little podcast that we do over here. We would love it if you would follow us on social media uh, and tell your friends to do the same. We truly, truly appreciate it. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show at MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing, 
following, doing all those things with all the other Mandalorians in your covert. If possible or so inclined, remember the five-star reviews are a great way to help the show, spread the word, and defeat the algorithm. We truly, truly appreciate it, and they really help small independent shows like us stand out, not get lost in the intergalactic shuffle. Truly, truly, truly appreciate you all. Thank you so much. All right, my name is Tom. This is the Mandavision Podcast, and I need to remind you all one more time, this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. You expect me to search the galaxy for the home of this creature and deliver it to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way.